You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into a Victory Monday episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ross Jackson here at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, Canal Street Chronicles, Locked On NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked On Saints. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the absolute thrashing the New Orleans Saints handed down to the Green Bay Packers. It was not the Jameis Winston that they love to tell us about. We're going to talk about Jameis, and we're going to talk about the defense and some of the other big moments in this game. Then we're going to talk about Marshawn Lattimore, a historic contract extension for the Saints star corner, and some concerning news, some injury status updates that we'll dig in about as well. Then we're going to wrap up with a quick look at the defense, the New Orleans Saints defense doing something to Green Bay that has never been done before while Matt LaFleur was their head coach. We've got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints, your team every day. All right, y'all, let's get today's episode started. The New Orleans Saints with a huge win hosting the Green Bay Packers in Jacksonville, 38-3, to all on the backs of five touchdowns thrown by Jameis Winston and the play-calling expertise of Sean Payton. I got to give both of them credit for the offensive success in this game. We'll talk about the defensive success later on in today's episode, but I have to open up with Jameis Winston's performance and the importance of this New Orleans Saints win. This is more than just a notch in the win column. This was an absolute show of how to face adversity while representing a community that has been through so much in the last month, setting the tone here against the former MVP last year's NFL MVP in uh, Aaron Rodgers. So let's talk a little bit about Jameis Winston here. Five touchdowns in this game and most impressively doing it all within the Sean Payton system. Jameis Winston becomes the first player in NFL history, or at least since the 40s, which anything before that doesn't really matter. The New Orleans Saints quarterback throws five touchdowns with only 148 yards. The first time that's ever happened, five touchdowns with less than 150 thrown. And you also had him become the first quarterback to do what he did as a new coming starting quarterback in opening action with their new team. These five touchdowns, a shovel pass to uh, Alvin Kamara in the red zone. You saw two touchdowns to Jawan Johnson, one of which a leaping touchdown in the red zone as well on a fourth down and goal. And then you also saw a nice wide open throw that Jawan Johnson had to work a little bit to get. So there's always things to clean up, but still a touchdown there. Chris Hogan with a touchdown in the back of the end zone, and then a beautiful 55-yard bomb to Deontay Harris all by himself down the sideline. He just kept running. He heeded the advice that Jameis Winston told Traquan Smith before the season, just don't stop running and I'll find you downfield. And that's exactly what ended up happening in this one. The New Orleans Saints giving uh, Jameis Winston a similar look to what he saw in the preseason game against The Jacksonville Jaguars, you had a crossing pattern that pulled a safety down. Once that safety bit down, Jameis Winston goes deep to Deontay Harris. The commentators in that game, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, talking about how Kevin King let up because he wasn't necessarily sure that the ball was going to make it that far down the field. Uh Uh-uh, none of that when it comes to Jameis Winston. Wherever that receiver is, that ball will get there. And Jameis Winston put that on full display with a deep ball accuracy to a wide open Deontay Harris to get a touchdown in that one. That touchdown was the only pass 
that Jameis Winston threw in this game that was more than 20 yards downfield of the line of scrimmage. That's why I mentioned that it was impressive to see Jameis Winston throw five touchdowns and play this game the way that he did, completing 13 of 20 passes in this one. Yes, 25% of his passes going for a touchdown, all within that Sean Payton system. They didn't have to operate outside of their comfort zone at all, didn't have to live in 11 personnel. You saw several two-quarterback uh, snaps in this one with Taysom Hill on the field, six offensive linemen. The Saints did it more in 2020 than any other offense in the NFL. Expect that to continue here in 2021 as well. And one of the other things that I loved about this and one of the other big moments outside of that big play might have been the area where you saw Jameis Winston's growth the most on a play action play that set up Jameis Winston. The offensive line, phenomenal blocking held their blocks for eight, nine seconds, and Jameis Winston standing back, waiting to see if anything was going to develop downfield. Nothing developed. Looked short to Alvin Kamara, who was in the flat but not open, and then just threw the ball away. Despite all that time that he had, did not make the wrong decision. Did not try to force a pass in. Didn't try to play hero ball. Just threw the ball away and lived to fight another down, something that he said that he learned from Drew Brees during his time with him last year, and you got to see it on full display with this New Orleans Saints win on Sunday. Two other big pieces of news that I want to talk about, sort of the biggest moments within this game. We saw three takeaways by the Saints defense, an interception from our very favorite, uh, Paulson Adebo, the young rookie who was drafted in the third round. He got the start opposite Marshawn Lattimore. The Saints traded for Bradley Roby last week, but he was unavailable for week one. Desmond Trufant just ended up with the New Orleans Saints earlier on this week. He did get some snaps, however, and then of course, Ken Crawley is on injured reserve. So that thrust Paulson Adebo into a starting role opposite Marshawn Lattimore, and he handled his own. That interception coming in the red zone during a series that Marshawn Lattimore was out getting his wrist and hand taped up. We'll talk about more of that in a, just a little moment. But when it came down to this interception, you saw the symbiotic relationship between the pass rush and the secondary. Cam Jordan bearing down on Aaron Rodgers, forcing an errant throw. Paulson Adebo there to pick it off and then had the opportunity to take it back a little bit as well. Marcus Williams also ended up with a huge rangy interception on a huge overthrow by Aaron Rodgers. I don't know that Aaron Rodgers expected that Marcus Williams was going to be able to get there. He was on the opposite hash, came across the hash on the opposite side of the field to pick off that overthrow and then returned it for 50 yards. Fantastic starting field position for the New Orleans Saints over those two series. Those two interceptions each came three passing attempts uh, in the midst of three passing attempts by Aaron Rodgers. So two interceptions over those three attempts. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers last year threw only five interceptions all season. The Saints got their third takeaway against Jordan Love late in the game, their second red zone takeaway with the Packers threatening to score. It looked like they were going to get a touchdown in this game. Jordan Love gets sacked by Tano Passanio, who forces the fumble. Caden Ellis gets the recovery, and the Saints are able to run the clock out after that. One of the biggest stories to finish this all up, though, to watch as we move forward are going to be the injuries. We're going to talk more about Marshawn Lattimore's here in just a moment, but Eric McCoy left the game early on in the first half with an apparent lower leg injury. We don't know the severity of that injury yet, but Cesar Ruiz seamlessly shifted into the center role and played fantastic. Meanwhile, one of our favorites from last year's draft class who came in undrafted to the New Orleans Saints, spent all of last season on the practice squad, ended up on the active roster this year. Calvin Throckmorton, the former extremely versatile offensive lineman of the Oregon Ducks, comes in, takes the place of Cesar Ruiz at right guard. 
had to settle in a little bit, but played extremely well during that second half, along with Cesar Ruiz, to be able to maintain a very good set of protection for Jameis Winston to continue to thrive throughout this contest, as well as the New Orleans Saints to pick up over 150 rushing yards. And we're going to continue to dive into this game for the next couple of days over this week, particularly over on the offensive side. We're going to get to the defense later on in the show, but first I want to talk about Marshawn Lattimore, the thumb injury, as well as the historic contract extension. Marshawn Lattimore sticking around for quite a while. We'll have the details as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. And before we get to those details, I want to remind you about our good friends over at runyourpool.com. Get $10 off with them by heading over to runyourpool.com slash locked on or using the promo code locked on. Run Your Pool does a fantastic job helping you out if you want to do any type of a survivor pool, a big pick'em league for your friends, your family, your coworkers, whatever it might be. You want to do confidence pools. You want to do 33. You want to do squares. They've got you covered and they make it all super simple. You sign up, get your league set up within minutes, and you can have as many people join as you want. It's one of the things that I love most about it outside of the fantasy football leagues where you really can't go above 12 teams before you start getting these bottom of the barrel NFL players. You don't have to worry about this. Everybody and anyone, anywhere, in any way can end up participating in this and having a ton of fun. And it's super easy on you if you want to run your own pool. So go and check them out. Runyourpool.com slash locked on to get $10 off. The NFL is underway. So go and get started here while there's still a bunch of games ahead to get in on. It's runyourpool.com slash locked on or promo code locked on at checkout. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. We're going to continue to break down the offense and the performance from this game over the next couple of days. We'll also get a film watch in on Wednesday, and then on Tuesday, we'll continue to break it down more in depth as well. And we'll also get to the defense here in just a little bit. But now I want to take a moment to talk about the biggest story off the field, which was after the game, Marshawn Lattimore signing a historic extension. Now, Marshawn Lattimore did leave during the game, didn't come back out for a little while after the first half began or or soon after the second half began, rather. Uh, He was out getting his wrist and hand taped up all the way to his thumb. While he was out for that series, that's when the Saints ended up getting that Paulson Adebo interception. So not a bad look there at all, but you could see the defense kind of soften up a little bit. It gave up some yards in the boot action, which they had defended really well while Marshawn Lattimore was on the field. So you know the importance of Marshawn Lattimore in this defense, and so too do the New Orleans Saints. That's why after the game, you saw him sign a five-year, $97.6 million extension that could be worth up to $100 million, assuming incentives there either for playing time or performance. And with $68.3 million guaranteed, that number very important because it is the largest full guarantee at signing for any cornerback in NFL history, according to Adam Schefter. Now, the average for a $97.6 million contract over 15, excuse me, over five years is $19.52 million. That does not make him the highest paid cornerback in terms of average per year. That honor still belongs to Jalen Ramsey at $20 million. But if Marshawn Lattimore ends up making $100 million over those five years, that puts him into that $20 million category. It does, however, put him above Marlon Humphrey, who sits at 19.5. So just a smidge over where Marlon Humphrey is to make him the second highest paid cornerback in the NFL, but then give him a historic deal when it comes to how much was guaranteed at signing. Just for some comparison's sake, remember, Marshawn Lattimore, $68.3 million guaranteed at signing, 43.7 for Jalen Ramsey, 403 
for Marlon Humphrey. So the Saints giving Marshawn Lattimore what he needs to know that they want him to stay in New Orleans and enough for Marshawn Lattimore to agree to it. Now, you got additional news after this game, a very weird day for Marshawn Lattimore. Remember, he was questionable before the game, uh, or rather he was limited on Thursday practice and was uh, no game designation on Friday. Then on Saturday was downgraded to being questionable and then was a game time decision and went out and played on uh, Sunday. So he went out there, had three tackles as well as a pass breakup, a key pass breakup, by the way, where he used that clubbed hand to knock the ball away from Devontae Adams. But then during the game, he gets injured. After the game, he gets this contract. And then you also learn that he's going to have surgery on that right thumb. So it is an injury that requires surgery. Ian Rappaport telling us that he is going to be week to week with this injury. So there's a chance that he could miss some time. There's also a chance that he has the surgery, things go well, and it's safe enough to play with a cast on, and then we see him back sooner rather than later. So we'll continue to keep our eyes on that, along with the Eric McCoy injury as well. Two pivotal pieces for the New Orleans Saints on the offensive and defensive side. But the big thing here, Marshawn Lattimore getting extended and sticking around in New Orleans. The Saints maintaining almost every player from that 2017 draft class, and those that they haven't retained had ended up getting money elsewhere. Alex Anzalone didn't get a lot of it. Same thing for Alquadine Muhammad, but they're both on contracts with their respective teams. Uh, Alex Anzalone with the Detroit Lions, Alquadine Muhammad, who was the seventh or the final selection in that draft, he ends up and he's still with the Indianapolis Colts. Meanwhile, Trey Hendrickson got paid with the Cincinnati Bengals, who got a big win today. Shout out Joe Burrow, go Tigers. And then you also saw the Saints give uh, Mar- Marcus Williams, the franchise tag this offseason. He had that big interception. So he's saying, I'm ready for my money coming up after the season as well. And then you've also got uh, the Saints re-signing Alvin Kamara, re-signing Ryan Ramchek, and then now, of course, Marshawn Lattimore. So a huge win for the New Orleans Saints here. You saw Marshawn Lattimore on Instagram live after the game with CJ Garner-Johnson. So clearly he's not hurt too much or he's not concerned enough to be you know, kind of sheltering away from everybody. He's still feeling good, and this team is feeling very good after this win. And certainly, Marshawn Lattimore feels good right now as well. Coming out of the tunnel or coming into the tunnel after that game, playing a great game against Devontae Adams, saying, bring me my money. And he definitely got it from the New Orleans Saints. We're going to talk about the defense more up next as we continue on with today's episode. They did something to the Green Bay Packers that no team has been able to do since Matt LaFleur took over as head coach. We'll talk about that and much more on the defensive side as we continue on. First, I want to tell you about our friends over at Direct TV. Be honest. How many different devices are you using? Huh? How many different logins are you using? Huh? You got one device for your favorite sports, you're watching highlights on your phone. You got another device for your favorite TV, and then you got somebody else's login for the good stuff. Who's, who's login are you using? Grandma's? Me too. I, look, I'm not, I, I get it. I understand. But I want to help you get your TV together. But our good friends, Direct TV and their Direct TV stream, they're going to take everything that you want, your favorite on-demand favorites, everything that you're looking for, and they're going to put it all together like never before so that you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and TV shows all in one place. You ain't got to juggle remotes. You don't have to juggle devices or you know schedule out who's using what when. You ain't got to worry about any of that stuff ever again. And best of all, there's no annual contract here. So you can get rid of all the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device is required and content varies by package. 
And real quick, I want to remind you about our good friends over at BuiltBar.com as well, the best tasting protein bars. These protein bars taste like candy bars, incredible flavors, and a little something for everybody. You like coconut and chocolate? They got you. You like fruit and chocolate? Several options. You like the sweetest of the sweet? Peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, cookies and cream, salted caramel, one of my favorites, even double chocolate. There's so many different options for you, and they got a little something for everyone. So go and check them out. And if you want to try all of those different flavors, they've got nine that they're always having on the website, as well as a bunch of limited edition flavors that cycle through as well. So don't miss those. Make sure you check out BuiltBar.com to find those uh, because they go quickly. But you can also get a sample box of those standard nine flavors. You get two of each. It's a great way to try Built Bar for the first time or to get yourself some more Built Bars. And whether it's your first time or your next time, don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, so you can get 15% off of your next order over at BuiltBar.com. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's get it, Huda Nation. Wrapping up today's episode, we kicked off today's show talking a bit about the biggest stories. Make sure you know exactly what happened and what you needed to know about this game. In the midst of that, we talked about three takeaways for the New Orleans Saints. I want to talk about some other places where the Saints really excelled. The big thing is that they did something to the Matt LaFleur offense that has never been done before by any of the other teams that have faced the Green Bay Packers over the last couple of seasons. The Saints defense is the first defense to hold the Matt LaFleur offense with the Green Bay Packers to no touchdowns scored. This has always been an offense that has such high firepower that you can't ever really count them out in these games. Be honest. Be honest. Did you really think that the Saints were going to run away with this one when they were up 31 to 3? Or did you need that touchdown to get them up to 38? Or maybe at 24 to 3, you weren't very comfortable. Then when they got to 31, you felt better. There's a reason for that. It was valid because this Matt LaFleur offense has been incredible and nearly unstoppable at times over the course of the last couple of seasons until they met the New Orleans Saints here in 2021. That week one defense, which is usually porous across the NFL, usually week one defenses are terrible. All of a sudden, Phillies look great. They really shut down the uh, Atlanta Falcons, who only scored six points in their game. You just needed to say that. And then the New Orleans Saints here, their defense only allowing three in this matchup. The Saints also not allowing a third down in this game until Jordan Love was in in the fourth quarter. They held the Packers to being one of 11 on third down in this matchup. Meanwhile, the Saints had 14 first downs on the run game on their own. Uh, for only 43 rushing yards allowed by the New Orleans Saints in this game. They really shut down Aaron Jones in the midst of also shutting down Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers had only a 36.8 passer rating in this one. The Saints scored two more points than what Aaron Rodgers' passer rating was. And I think that this is something that's worth mentioning because remember the reports came out before the game and before this week, once the New Orleans Saints decided they were going to move this game to Jacksonville, that one of the reasons why they chose that is because you have a losing record for Aaron Rodgers, who's now, by the way, three and five in the state of Florida over the last few years, and who had a passer rating sub 80 in the state of Florida. Now they hold him to a 36.8 passer rating. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was asked about that after a practice one day about Jeff Duncan's report around that and mentioned that it was totally useless information. Well, is it, Aaron? Because it ain't work out very well for you today. So I would call it completely 
useless. Two more elements of this game where the New Orleans Saints really stood out. We just talked about the secondary. Now let's come forward one step to the second level. These linebackers taking away those boot action plays with the exception of one in this game. Zach Bond erasing one at one point. Quan Alexander playing extremely well, even had to play Devontae Adams out of the slot once and made a great play there and followed it up with another good play in the flats, covering a ton of ground to make a stop short of the first down marker. These linebackers, this athletic second level just looked absolutely legendary. I got to give credit to Fluid Thoughts for that one over on YouTube, but they looked absolutely legendary in this one. Thanks to Juan Alexander, Zach Bond, Caden Ellis, and Demario Davis, all who got snaps, as well as, uh, oh no, I said Caden Ellis. Yeah, so they all got snaps in this game and performed extremely well. Now, they took away those boot action plays. Again, there was the one that got away, if you will, while Marshawn Lattimore was out. But outside of that, they limited everything that this Green Bay Packers offense usually likes to do. Didn't get lost with any of the pre-snap motion, allowing them to dictate where they were going to go next, and didn't get lost either with any of the post-snap motion, drawing their attention away from where they needed to be and their assignments. Very assignment sound football by this New Orleans Saints defense. Now let's take one more step forward as we wrap up today's show, the defensive line here. The defensive line coming in with seven quarterback hits in this game. No comfort for Aaron Rodgers in the backfield at all in this matchup. They got tons of pressure on him. By the time you got to the two-minute warning in the first half, Aaron Rodgers had already been under pressure for 17 dropbacks and had already been hit nearly a handful of times. uh, Marcus uh, Davenport with an early sack in this one. We saw Cam Jordan with the pressure that forced the the Paulson Adebo interception, and then Tano Passanio with the strip sack at the end of the game against Jordan Love, again with that being the second red zone takeaway for this team. A phenomenal performance by this defense who could have been backed up against the wall in this one, going up against the last year's MVP and a fiery offense with a ton of firepower and being a defense that doesn't have the continuity that it had from last season. You saw several pieces get replaced throughout here, particularly the defensive interior. But again, the Saints defense allowing only 43 rushing yards in this game. An outstanding performance by this defense, by Jameis Winston, by this coaching staff. Ryan Nielsen, Dennis Allen, Chris Richard all deserve credit for this win on the defensive side. Pete Carmichael, Ronald Curry, who was working on the sideline with Jameis Winston this entire game, new quarterback coach, moved over from the wide receivers. And of course, your leader, Sean Payton, calling a fantastic game in this one. They all deserve credit as well. We're going to continue to break this game down further. Make sure you come back tomorrow for it on Tuesday. We'll have more details and we're going to break it down from every angle that we can, just like we will all 17 games this season. And then we're going to turn our attention to the Carolina Panthers on Thursday. This was such an important win, not only for the New Orleans Saints setting their tone at the beginning of the season, but an important win for the city of New Orleans, the state of Louisiana, and the region of the Gulf Coast. We've been through so much here recently. Now, some solace in a humongous and undeniable win by the New Orleans Saints, who absolutely imposed their will on the Green Bay Packers. We'll be back with you tomorrow. For everything in between, make sure that you check me out on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.